you are beautiful, you are so strong, you're amazing. Like Every day of life is a blank sheet of paper. More happy days in our lives. Small, small changes. You had to just be with life. To really practice mindfulness. I am not my thought. It's not easy, but it's very simple. If you put those two things together, you know, the sky is the limit. And help me welcome today's beautiful guest, Eva Palekova. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm so thankful to be here. So excited for the conversation. <laughs> and I am so excited for you to be here. I'm like trying to calm down and trying to not to be so excited. I love to let my guests introduce themselves because you guys know yourselves the best. But to make a little bit different and unique, let's imagine there is a commercial about you from one to three minutes or if you have more to say, it can be five minutes as well. Or maybe your friends are talking about you, or maybe there is a blog post about you. What would it say about Eva? Mm, yeah, that's really easy. I'm, I'm known among, among in the entrepreneurial community. I'm known as the 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 crazy single mom who who took her business from zero to seven figure while parenting an infant. So that's that's that in a nutshell. And you know, I, I teach people how to how to run their businesses and teach them to how to do the same. Not the single mom part. I don't focus on that at all. And I'm not so sure I recommend it. But the the business part, yeah. So basically, you had like two businesses: one raising a child, like two full time not business, but two full time job. Raising mm -hmm. a child alone, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then how did all of this started? First of all, how did you find yourself? And obviously, that's a personal story. But whatever <laughs> you decide, to it's share. okay. That's all right. You, that's all right. Because we all we all all are women here, and we all love to hear those stories because we can always connect to those stories. We all have mm. those moments in our lives. The lessons might be similar, and how we got and learn those lessons are always different. But how did you find yourself, first of all, being a single mom? And when did the idea occur to like start your business? Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll, I'll bring you back to 2019. So first of all, I've, I've always been an entrepreneur in, entrepreneur in nature. Mm. I am not a corporate person. I did it. I have my MBA from top 15 in the US. I served my time in the corporate world, but it was just never my thing. You know, I always knew that uh, my path was different. So I used to own some restaurants and I did this and that and the other. And then finally, I decided to sell my restaurant and get into a business, you know, establish a business coaching practice. And um, that was obviously pre-COVID. The way I promoted my business was driving around the U.S., doing different workshops and talks for different female entrepreneurial organizations. Mm -hmm. And it's actually, it, it led me to a life that I absolutely loved. I was driving around in an RV, actually, <laughs> which was really fun. My home base was Colorado, but I bought an RV to go around. I did different talks and different presentations and I would get clients. And then the rest of the week, I did a presentation at the beginning of the week or middle of the week. And then I would go and meditate and visit different state parks and national parks. And it was, it was fabulous, right? It's, I love traveling just like you do. I, I love traveling. <laughs> I'm a world explorer. And somewhere along the way, I, I met somebody who joined me on this path and it was 
Um, just one of those, like, wow, like, how does this get any better? You know, I'm driving around, I'm like waking up by a different lake every day and the state parks and doing my talks. And it felt so empowering, you know, go deliver a presentation, coach clients with your, um, just your laptop and your phone. You know, it's, it's that kind of, you know, laptop lifestyle that I've always wanted to have. Plus the, him and I, we were doing, I was doing my business coaching on this side and him and I were doing some spiritual coaching, um, on, you know, a different branch of our business. And we're also working on a book together. And it was just, it was honestly really just fabulous, right? You know, there were moments to it, but I was like, wow, how's this getting any better? And it did. Uh, on July 1st, 2019, I got pregnant after 10 years of trying, right? So I was like, I was like, oh my God, I wonder who's going to think. He's going to be excited. You know, I was, I was just like, wow, this is going to be great. We're going to, you know, set up somewhere. Obviously, we're not going to, not going to drive around in an RV. We're going to end up somewhere pretty, you know, have a family together. It's going to be amazing. Right. Um, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> about, uh, four days later on July 5th, 2019, he, uh, decided to leave and never come back. And I realized that I was a single mom to be. And he actually was so strong, you know, set on this. He blocked me on all social media, nothing, no contact ever since, right? Which was, which was, you know, as anybody can imagine, it was one of the biggest heartbreaks, if not the biggest heartbreak of my life. And I was sitting there uh, in actually South Colorado in this beautiful place called Silverton, just in the middle of the mountain in my RV. And I don't think I've ever been in, in a darkest place in my life. And it's like beautiful, beautiful mountain. And I'm sitting there and going, how did this happen? Like, how, how did I not see this coming? Like, who's the kind of person who gets abandoned after four days of pregnancy, right? Four days. And there was this like, oh, he's going to come back and then da, 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 and denial and bargaining and, 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 you know, you name it. But, but, you know, it, it was, it was really, really difficult. And then as I started coming out of this, I realized, you know, this was the, this was the fact he is now coming back. He moved to Japan, like almost immediately. I was like, okay, this is it. So there was my offline business, right? Driving around and doing presentations that was over, right? Because I just tried to get into the RV. I couldn't even drive it. I was so sick and puking and all that. So I was like, okay, what now? Decided to move my business online and made all the mistakes that you can imagine, right? All the mistakes that I think everybody makes when we go, okay, I'm going to design passive income, memberships, funnels, courses, whatever you have, and I'm going to figure out how to provide as a single mom. And that's the only way that seemed, seemed rational and reasonable to do it that way. Biggest mistake, I lost all the money to Facebook ads and, uh, you know, paying my VA and all that stuff and spent three months recording and recording and setting up funnels and um, wound up with this amazing course. You know, it had all the bells and whistles and um, you know how many people bought it? <laughs> it was 57 <laughs> it was 57 it was it was worth I, I don't know it was just the most amazing thing and two people bought it I was like okay yeah maybe this online marketing isn't for me right so I did what a lot of people do in that situation I went applied for uh WIC which is the American 
food stamps for pregnant moms, Mm -hmm. right? A really terrible idea. Don't do it. Don't even go through the process. (laughs) I don't recommend it to anybody. You get nothing for a lot, many, many hours, you know, standing in the line, you know, then I considered getting child support, but, you know, could not locate him if I, if I tried. So that was that. And I think my, another really, really dark point was when I was, I think I must have been about four or five months pregnant, four months pregnant. And um, I went to check out a local daycare because it was this reality of, oh my gosh, I'll either build my business, which isn't happening. I'm probably going to have to get a job, meaning my daughter will have to go to a daycare. So I go to this daycare. At the time, I was living in Pueblo, Colorado. For those of you who are listening to the, who, this, who know Colorado, you know that Pueblo is the one place in Colorado that is not very nice at all. It's the only place that I could afford, right? I couldn't live in Boulder anymore because the rentals isn't something I could afford. So I was living away from my friends, from my community in a town that I did not know a single person, right? And I'm checking out this daycare and I go there and, you know, it's the infant room for anybody who's ever been there. You know, the teachers are doing their best, but there's six babies screaming. And one teacher who was so tired and so upset, I was like, okay, you know, I was just bracing myself. It was this process of brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. This is going to be awful. You know, you're going to be a single mom. It's going to be terrible, but, but you can do it. You know, it, it was kind of like that. And I wish I could tell you when I saw that daycare, I just walked out and said, no, but I actually put down a deposit. So I said, yeah, this is, this is just what it's going to be. Life's going to be awful. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I just kind of, there was kind of that. And And then I just, I don't know when that happened, but as I did, like enough of the, enough of the, you know, grief sort of uh, bubbled out of me, I started waking up and (laughs) realizing like, what am I doing here? You know, I was, I'd spent the previous three months basically juicing my poor me situation and how difficult it's going to be. And just totally, totally forgotten who I was. You know, I never, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where, you know, you're, you're sort of like your 50% becomes your 100%, then your 20% becomes your 100%. And you're so in such a low place where you just don't even, there's no inspiration, there's no motivation. You're just kind of like, oh, you know, just, so that was my space. And then I- When you don't want to go to bed because you, you have to wake up and it's like, oh the same well what's the point of going to bed because I'm gonna wake up it's all the same yeah it's all the same and I was sitting on couch for days and just getting up I would get up to puke and I was just like sitting what's the point like I don't even know no inspiration no motivation no nothing right and this and then I started waking waking up out of this and I started realizing like what the heck you know I'm the person who opened two restaurants without knowing how to cook, you know, (laughs) just created a menu, learning how to cook cook on YouTube, you know, like, what the heck am I doing here? Because like, I, I, I always know, number one, everything that happens, happens for you. This was no exception. It was perfect as it was. And we can have whatever we want no exception to this literally anything you can create any life you want okay so i actually went to the walmart in pueblo and i bought this whiteboard eight and a half by 11 
and I put it in my shower because then I knew if you put your hair conditioning on, you're going to be forced to stare at it and some of it is going to rub off, you know, what's on that whiteboard. And I wrote on this seven figure single happy mom on this. Okay. A little egocentric, but hey, it worked. And then I started just watching my brain and all the scarcity, all the fear. You know, a lot of parents have this, parent entrepreneurs have this fear, you know, of providing and the uncertainty in business and also the guilt. Like, is owning a business the selfish thing to do because there's so much uncertainty? You know, can I really go for this? And for me as a single mom in October 2019, I just checked my bank account. I had $700 on my account. That was it. And as you probably know, there's no such thing as maternity leave in the U.S. So when you don't have the money, you don't have relatives living in the U.S., which I don't, you don't have any friends living in the same town, and you get 20 bucks a month of government support, you just, like, when you fail, you fail, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like, it's bad, okay, because you really don't have the support. So, but I said to myself, you know, what if I can figure this out? What if I can, I can be the one who does, you know, I was in these uh, Facebook groups of single mom entrepreneurs and everybody just complaining about their exes, complaining how hard life is and all these things. And I said, you know, I, I want this to be different. So I said to myself, I'm going to design a life that is not just financial abundance, because that was a no brainer, like seven figure plus, right? And we actually had our first seven figure quarter in 2021. And that was only 15 months later. When you think about it, this is from November 2019 to uh, January, February 2021, right? It can be done very, very quickly, right? Anything is possible. Second, we now, we don't live in Pueblo, <laughs> Pueblo, Colorado. We live in Costa Rica. In Nosara, which is one of the five blue zones, five uh, healthiest, longest living people, places in the world, right? So it's a beautiful place. Number three, no daycare. I have a full-time babysitter and Lexi's going to bilingual Montessori starting in January too. So I'm super, super excited about this, right? And I work four days a week, have amazing clients. And I'm saying this not to brag, but I'm saying this because anything is possible. Literally anything. And we have the power to design whatever the heck we want in our life. And parenting and kids is not an excuse not to, right? Because a lot of people, the fear, the fear that comes up and the, the, the need for security and holding on to the situation we're in, that the status quo is so strong that we're not willing to take chances and actually build the life that actually we want. So, mm -hmm. so that's my story in a nutshell. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Well, you are one of the strong. I had chills when you were telling me your story because you are one of the strongest women I know. To Thank go you. through all of this alone and then forget who you are and somehow remember who the fuck you are and then reconnect <laughs> with the person inside of you and use all of that power. Yeah, but... But anybody has a, anybody can do that, you know, anybody can do that. I think the mistake that we make is we live our life 
to keep ourselves from feeling certain emotions, right? We don't want to feel insecurity. We don't want to feel uncertainty. We don't want to feel disappointment again. We've, we have a failed launch in business. We don't want to feel the disappointment again, you know? We're afraid of, you know, we're chasing approval and we're doing anything we can to avoid disapproval or rejection. And we build our life, like we're trying to control every piece of safety and security that we have. And honestly, being a single mom entrepreneur was the biggest blessing for me because I actually didn't have time to do any of that. You know, like I could sit there and manipulate everything that I do to make myself as safe as possible, but I just didn't have time for it. You know, mm -hmm. I built my business with the strategies that I now teach to everybody, but it was literally don't have time to think about whether people are going to like what I'm putting out there or not, whether they're going to reject me or not. I didn't have time for fear around sales. You know, if I'm on a sales conversation and I think that person should work with me, then I just tell them I don't have time to run around in circles, you know, around my mind and try to. So it was like, it was honestly a gift. It was a huge, huge gift. Right. So, rejection you know, be real fear of What's rejection. That? Fear of rejection is, I think, one of the biggest fears we have an unconscious fear. It's uh -huh. like what would, even yesterday, and it's normal. Every family has fights, and there was a big fight at my neighbors. We live in an mm. apartment, and yesterday was the in a long time. I I fall asleep happy. I fall asleep grateful. But yesterday I fall asleep proud of myself, and there was a big fight, and the first. There was no judgment thought in my mind because we all work on ourselves. We all get the judgment moments. And it's like you mm -hmm. have to, mm -hmm. it's like mom uh, screams. I have a toddler, he's four. So every time a mom mm -hmm. screams to her child, I'm like, the judgment thought comes and I'm like, just like you, I have to remind myself, just like you. This is the practice I do. Like you're someone that just like you. And yesterday was, as you said, no one is perfect. But yesterday I had no judgment thought. I tried to like send them the moon and sun energies and there was the screaming and then the woman was screaming and then this woman was outside calling police. Nothing's major. And I was like, I'm going to go and ask the woman if she's okay. And I had such a fear. I'm like, okay, maybe she's going to scream at me and maybe, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, mm -hmm. my wow. value, my value is she's standing outside. It's cold. I'm going to ask her if she wants a tea and I'm going to ask her to come inside and I'm going to do it just because it's my value, not because to get anything from her. And we all get those fears. And I opened the door and I asked her if she wants a water. And she actually was so happy that I let her in. She was so cold. I gave her water. And I was like, okay, you don't risk anything. If you just go, let that fear, just feel the fear and mm -hmm. tell yourself to be ready for the worst outcome but still mm -hmm. do it. I was like, okay. And then mm -hmm. the woman left and I'm so proud because me and my husband, none of us said anything about it. We just talked mm -hmm. about completely different topic. It wasn't the major topic of the night. We, we said nothing about it. It was mm -hmm. so natural. And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. if you work so hard on yourself, mm -hmm. just get those moments. It's not always, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not always that I always, I, not always, but often get the judgmental thoughts and then I have to let them go 
And it's like, mm. yesterday I was so inspired. I was like, I'm going to tell everyone to every time you fear rejection, no matter how big or small it is, just do it and just be ready for the worst and hope for the best. And your the, the fear of rejection is so, so major. And mm. just being alone as a baby and having this fear of not being secure, being rejected, feeling mm. lonely, and still mm. doing all of that, it just really admirable for me because it is not mm. easy. It's challenging to talk to a stranger and ask them something outside, not to even think about mm-hmm. being with a baby, a mother. And when you birth the baby, if you do, people listening don't have kids, you just birth this fear and mom guilt with a child. It's like, <laughs> you are and the yeah. mom guilt is something different. I don't know, like a different organ yeah. that comes out and lives with you forever. There's uh-huh. <laughs> fear. Yes. So yes. how was the process of the business? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned like you, it was evolving very fast, but what was the steps that you took? Was it an oh. online business? Was it just coaching people how to uh, start I'll, I'll their tell own you. business? I'll tell you, but I want to go back to what you just said about about uh, the the rejection and the approval, because this is something that I that I do with my clients all the time, and I think so many of them just try to make it go away. You know, mm-hmm. I can just make the fear go away if I can just make the and it, and it doesn't. And I think uh, for me, what works the best is just welcoming it. I'm so afraid of rejection right now. I, Oh, I, I'm, I'm craving an approval right now, you know? Oh my gosh, I'm craving an approval from this person. I'm craving respect. And it's just like, sit in a basket. Wow, I'm human, you know? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, about the process, you know, this is, this is, is that's, that's something that I do with my clients all the time. And people have, honestly, people have been doing it faster than I did. But I will tell you, like basic business building principles, it's so simple. We overcomplicate it, but it's so simple when it comes to building a business. Show up, give value, build relationships, ask for the sale. It's so simple. And of course, we use different strategies, but they're all like, you know, things that have worked for thousands and thousands of years. It's when we fall for the traps that we are being advertised of, no, 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 you don't have to do this, right? You can just go create your courses and memberships and advertise this and that, and you can just hide. And we fall for the trap because it's so juicy, you know? I'm, I'm not going to have to do anything passive income. I don't have to talk. I don't have to be rejected. What? That's awesome. And it always fails, right? And that the reason it fails, Annie, is because, um, because it's not growing us. And if you want to be a seven-figure business owner, you can't be who you are. And this hiding is not going to help you to get to the level where you can handle the rejection and the vulnerability, not just with the prospects, but now you have you have a hundred clients in your group program, and you know clients they're they're being human, they're having living human lives. And what do you do when three of them are complaining and telling you a scam, and there are ten are telling you that you're the best thing that ever happened? You know, it's like you have to be the person who can handle it and you're not, you're not going to get there by hiding and building courses, you know? So, so, so I kind of realized that. And then I also realized um, before, up until then, you know, the way I was trying to grow my business is throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks, right? Let's go mm-hmm. on social media platform, publish a book, make it a number one Amazon bestselling 
uh, best-selling thing, then doing this thing, then doing the other, trying for three weeks, then doing the next thing. And it is really, really about consistency too, you know, showing up by showing up consistently. So what we started doing actually, that has, oh my gosh, the best thing, best thing, best thing, best thing was doing free retreats on Zoom. And, you know, it was like, okay, I'm going to show up. You know, people always accuse me of giving too much. I'm like, okay, that's my weakness. I'm going to turn it into my strength. I'm just going to give them too much. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm just going to give them everything. They're going to get it for free and they're going to see the results and they're going to work with me. And guess what? It worked. You know, there's so many people against that out there, but it worked. Our first retreat. Okay. It, that didn't quite work. I made about 3000 bucks, <laughs> but I said, all right, all right. I see the signs here. This is the path. Right. And then I did the next one. It was about 21 K then 42, then 84, then back to 40. I had a little, you know, um, six month, uh, old <laughs> was, uh, being a little, you know, six months old and, uh, then 125, and so on and so forth. Uh, our biggest one to date was 560, 560,000 in revenue from a retreat. Okay. Now I'm just kind of in a place where, okay, we're just replacing clients that graduate. I'm not even launching anymore. I'm not doing any retreats until January. I used to do them every eight weeks. Now mm. I haven't done that. I haven't done one in a couple of months. I'm not doing another one until January because we're in a good place where we have recurring revenue. And our expenses are covered. We're good to go. And it's just sort of like runs this thing, you know, but it was, you know, show up, show up, get people to the retreat, you know, teach on camera, like all the time, you know, be on camera. Like right now, you know, what we're doing here, what you're doing, showing up, being on podcasts, you know, bringing guests on your podcast, being a guest on other people's podcasts, being visible, inviting people into whatever you're doing, and then inviting them into become a client, right? And when they see what you do, and they can see the potential of it, then they do. And that's how I did it. So that's, that's that in a nutshell. And the, and the second part of it is, and, and this is for those of you who are busy, you might appreciate this. So I used to do one-to-one -one coaching. And in a business world, uh, quite honestly, it didn't work because when somebody is building their business, it's helpful to get somebody's one-on-one -on -one advice, okay? Uh, however, however, for me, I found that my clients needed a lot. I mean, there is a lot. Like learn how to show up on camera, learn how to do sales, learn to do legion prospecting, messaging, branding, how to work with, you know, there's just so much, you know, and the systems and the operation, the financials and the setup and the tech and, oh, you know. And so I realized like, there's no amount of hours that I could actually, you know, if, if I was doing a one-to-one, -one, I would be sitting with them 24 seven, right? And so I realized that I needed to launch a group program to give them more of me but at the same time, not kill myself. So I actually launched a group program a week and a half before Lexi was born. And I was so terrified of doing that. I was like, oh my gosh, it was just like one person, my group program, and they're going to come in. They're going to be like, where's everybody? You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. So I was terrified, but it was a lifesaver. You know, it was, uh, Lexi was born in February 4, 2020, right? So this is like a few months after this crazy uh, depression and whatnot. And, um, 
and you know, I still, it was, it was like after our first, uh, first retreat. Right. So I still didn't have money saved up for maternity leave, but so I knew I was going to have to work, work basically through the birth. Right. But I, that was the thing that actually saved me that allowed me to provide and to start building the life because now I was spending five hours a week with all my clients not you know my calendar filled with them mm -hmm. so that really helped plus having a team honestly at the time I just had one team member right now there's five of us just invaluable invaluable so 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 important as you're growing your business to have the support to be willing to invest into the support and right now we have three coaches who are supporting our clients so that I don't have to be running around talking to everybody all the time because that would make me go crazy you know we have I have help with a lead generation I have help with sales I've helped with you know podcast booking you know Masha who you talk to uh helps with that so it's super super important to have that so that's that's basically the strategies in a nutshell that I used you mentioned you started to coach free which you are right there are <clears throat> mixed feelings about it Where did you find the clients for even free coaching? Because sometimes when you give something for free, people take it for granted and people think it's a scam. Mm -hmm. People think it's not valuable. So where mm -hmm. did you, what, what are some advice or tools you can give to people if they want to do the free advice? Maybe because they are insecure and they want to get better and that's why they want to give um, and give well, gifted calls yeah. or gifted webinars. Or maybe they want to try. Maybe they don't think they will get any money and they want to just try. Where can, where can they find the people? Because it is yeah, challenging so, sometimes. Yeah, so so here's the thing. Um, I, wanna, I, I, I want to redirect that a little bit because I, I, I don't coach for free, okay? The way, the way I see marketing and sales is that you give people extreme clarity on what is it that they need to do, right? So you show them, it's like, you look at your customer journey, like A to Z, you know, for example, you work with people, I don't know, trying to get them to lose hundred pounds, right? And they have been doing all the wrong things, you know, uh, calorie cutting, whatever, just making stuff up, right? But then the beginning of the journey for them to understand what it is that they actually need to do, right? And having extreme clarity, it's like the A to C, you know? path of the process and you give them that and you give them the aha you give them the certainty that they can that this is possible right however you know it's like information versus implementation does that make sense mm -hmm. so i don't charge mm -hmm. for information but i charge for implementation like what i found is that it doesn't matter how much information you give to people like i you know i can give it all away well guess what nobody's going to do it anyway because what's going to happen their fear of their sensations and their emotions and their procrastination and you know and all this like rejection the human ego will come in the human doesn't doesn't matter right the human ego will come in and so people like come do all these watch all these free webinars and then they watch the next free webinar and it never never ends up anywhere anyway you see what i mean So that's the, that's the distinction. It's like, yeah, you know, my job is to give them as much clarity as possible, but then the implementation you do with clients where we, or, you know, every, every coach is different. Every consultant is different. Some people just do consulting and helping people with the, with the business side of things. You know, for me, 
I know that it's like 30% business, like strategies and tactics, 70% is helping them release and release and release crazy amount of letting go that which stops you. Resistance is huge too, right? We're running around resisting this, that, or the other, you know, the approval, the control, the safety, the resistance, like all those things, right? So they can actually like implement and put this to work right? So that's kind of how this works. So free retreats, I don't do free coaching, I do free retreats, which means we get together as a group on Zoom and we do stuff and we write stuff and we have a clarity, we have a roadmap, they know exactly what they need to do, but the implementation happens. So that's how I recommend to everybody that they do that. Make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Do you, uh, how do you communicate and ask for something? Because especially in the US, people are very passive aggressive. People Women are taught to be very nice and not ask for the things that they want. So when people, when you give the information and they ask, how can I apply that information to me? How do you communicate then that if you want more, this is my price. This is what I offer. Because it's so hard for so many people to mm. communicate what and ask something mm -hmm. for their service. Yeah. So, so, oh my gosh, I don't hold back. I don't hold back because I understand this, you know, I have no shame around offering my services because I understand that without the implementation support, the eventual failure is inevitable. I would never try to do this alone with a, without support, without coaching. I have invested over a over hundred thousand dollars this year alone on support, not just business. That was a big chunk, but also spiritual. I take every five weeks off. I take a week off and I do a spiritual retreat. I go deep into different medicine and different modalities and whatever you have to pull stuff out, you know, that doesn't belong. But anyway, when it comes to making offers, I go full out. When I pitch, I pitch like nobody's business. It's like, come watch me pitch. It's like, I am on fire. And people are like, where did you get so much energy? Because I believe in this so much. And I tell people, you know, I'm in the middle of a retreat and I tell them, okay, this is where we are right now. And now I'm going to pitch you. And if you don't want to hear it, bye-bye. I'll see you tomorrow. 90% of people stay. They at least want to know what you offer. Same thing for my clients, right? And I don't say quite like that, but I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about how to continue working together. If you, if you don't want to hear it, no problem at all. Feel free to jump off and I'll see you tomorrow when we're covering ABCXYZ. If you want to continue, if you want to hear about how to work with us, please stay on. I'm going to spend about 30 minutes, 30 minutes talking about it. And I sell. Do you actually say that? Yeah. That yeah. is, that is so. Why cool. wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I, right? But I have been uh, not to a, a business or a coaching. There was this, I have no idea. You know, sometimes when you get uh, just like intuitively, like I have to go to that place, there was this realtor talking and I was like, universe, uh -huh. like, why should I, I don't even care about real estate. Why should I go there? And I was like, something was pulling me there. And I went uh -huh. to this real estate thing and actually, obviously he brought a little value and then he spent so much time pitching. And I was like, if someone just did that, if he said that I'm going to do this and if someone doesn't want to hear, you can go. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been so triggered because I was like, you didn't even bring value. You are taking yep. money from, for the, from these poor people because the people yes. who were sitting there wasn't clearly understanding that this guy wasn't going to bring value. He, he didn't know his stuff. And I was like, I didn't 
went to them. I even went to them and asked him questions. And he was so triggered. He was so angry. People were angry at me because he was like, this guy just is like, you know, like how crowd gets. This guy mm. just gave us information. Why are I just even asked like a simple question? Like, I don't even totally. remember. But I was not triggered. I was so peaceful. I was like, okay, like <laughs> this is that. Just why is it so? And he, he got so triggered. So if someone just did that, I love it. I have never heard of anyone saying that. So I really enjoy that. To be honest and say, I'm going to do this if you want to hear. Because you are giving them, it's like toddlers, you know, when you give them two choices, it's like, wear this or that, and they get happy because they are choosing it and they are yeah. making their own choice. That I really like that. Yeah. Really enjoy that. yeah. Yeah, plus give gives you freedom. Now you don't have to feel icky. Now you have to feel slimy. Now you don't feel like this guilt and people are not going to like me or whatever because there's this agreement. And you actually give them the option to jump, you know? When we don't, when it turns into this, eh, you know, that's where people, they they have more resistance. Never, never, They're never actually going to listen to your offer anyway, you know, because mm -hmm. they're busy thinking about how you just slime them into something. Right. So I had few moments when somebody asked me questions and I love people and I love talking to people. And I answered the question and then was the question, you know, like mm, when you realize all of the conversation because they are trying to uh, sell you something and it yeah. feels like betrayal. I have never connected to that person again because I don't trust mm -hmm. them anymore. Not, yeah. not in a place of I'm angry at you. It's like, oh okay, this is who you are at this moment. They're trying to get, your, just... get your pain points to sell you. Yeah, no, totally. And I really don't like this. So I'm always searching for the ways of how can you be yourself? How can you be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. How can you be honest? And also mm -hmm. just sell your courses, your stuff, your coaching. Do you have any other advice on how can people um, let go? Because you do a lot of helping to the clients to let go of this belief resistance to mm -hmm. just say it out loud and say, do you have any, like, do you have any meditations or what can they do? Yeah. Any, any questions they can ask themselves or any other tools you can give them yeah. to just be yeah. themselves so, and be confident. So shameless plug, this is literally what we do in the program every single week. And we are actually in the middle today, we're starting a retreat in my client program, right? The whole week we're just releasing all the resistances, right? Because it's that moment when you're on that sales call with a client and you get to the, like, do you want to join? You know, like that, and the, it just shows up for you and you're like, you know, are they not gonna like me? What's gonna happen? You know, or when it comes to pitching on camera, right? When you're like, oh my gosh, I have to transition and I have to pitch, right? I have to ask them to leave if they don't wanna hear it, <gasps> you know? And it's, and it's this stuff, right? So you know, I, I use a lot of letting go and it's a combination of everything that has been taught already. You know, I, I didn't make much of it up, but basically what I teach is a technique that's very similar to um, David R. Hawkins letting go and the Sedona method and, you know, other things like that that are already out there, but we apply it to business and basically just go in allowing allowing it all because when we try to make it go away it doesn't so i train them how to go in the center of that emotion actually bask in it actually swim in it and it's like it's like you know when you think of a bubble when you try to go in the middle of a bubble it does what it pops 
no emotion can stay if you actually go willing to go in the center of it. And there's complete peace in the center of your fear, in the center of your needing to get somebody to like you. There's a complete peace in it. And that's how you pop it, right? Not by trying to make it go away. So we do a lot of that, but that there's the thing that that's, that's where talking about it and thinking about it just makes no difference at all. This is all experiential, but I believe that we are in business not to accumulate, not to save up our 401k for those of you from the U S who know what that is right? <laughs> for retirement. We're not, we're not here to achieve glory and whatever, you know, we're, we're here on this earth. We incarnated here to literally let go of all the programs of the ego and free ourselves. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And I think business is such a great tool to do that. And you can do it all day, every day in your life, but business is such a great tool to do that. And every opportunity in business, you want to run a seven, eight figure empire. Great. You're going to have to let go of a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of attachments, a lot of self-judgment, a lot of others judgment. And so we do that, you know, and my biggest joy isn't like, you know, I, I get really like, I'll tell you, you, you know, I have, I've had a couple of clients, their first retreat wasn't like ours. It was like 3k. It was like 120, 150k, you know, and I was like, cool. And their second or third retreat was like a total flop. That's when I get really excited for them. I'm like, now we're dealing with something. Now we're dealing with your ego and what this is actually going to flash out that you need to process, you know, so that you can actually be, uh, you know, because they have a lot of potential, you know, they, they're really, really great teachers. They have a lot of potential, but then you need to flash out of your system anything that doesn't belong so you can lead from a place of, you know, connectedness and intuition, which is what you teach, right? And uh, I love, right? Because when you're trying to get approval from others, you, there's no room for actually approving of others. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, this is all like, so that, and I'm not perfect. Oh my God. Like seeking approval, you know, so I can't even tell you, like, it's, you know, we're all human, but this is like the journey that we're on together. And, you know, um, it's, I'm not that much farther along anybody else. Right. But it's like we're on this journey together and our job is to use our business and everything that is being thrown at us as, as um, this, you know, incentive, every trigger, right? Ooh, release, release, let go, pop the bubble here, pop the bubble there. And then you just feel so much freer. So, yeah. Yes. We often think that, first of all, to achieve something greater, you have to become a completely different person. And we also think we need to learn mm -hmm. new things, which skills, yes, maybe, but yes. we have to, as you said, remove more than yes. add yes. something. We have to like remove, yes. remove until it's like, okay, I'm connected yes. to myself. I even yes. wrote a book back to yourself because that's the key, like uh -huh. back to yourself, find yes. a way by uncovering yourself and removing the extra, not adding more information. Exactly. And obviously, we all need coaches. We all need to learn more about business and skills. Uh -huh. Getting skills is different rather than getting yes. like something else. We can talk yeah. all night for me, and it's a day there. Yes, it's yeah, it's nine in the morning. <laughs> okay, it's like seven seven p.m. here, so we can talk all night for me, all day for you. But to um, just go and 
not finish. I don't like the word finishing the conversation. I have been talking when I have like days, I have been talking a lot of Georgian. And when I have to switch on English, I'm like, where are the words I want to use? Come those yeah. words. <laughs> and before I ask you, where can people find you? And if you have any upcoming events or anything, is there any question or any topic you wanted to talk about? And I didn't get the chance to ask you the question. Any topic that I wanted to talk about? Yes, maybe you had something you wanted to say, but I just didn't get the chance to ask you the question. Oh, oh, no, not really. I think we covered it, you know, like you said, we keep it pretty organic, you know, and, uh, and yeah, for anybody, anybody who wants to experience our retreat, come. We have one in January 10th and I can, can I tell you the link to that? Yes, of course. Yeah, so it's leadersbreakfree.com. Used to be my first name, my last name. <laughs> you, know, I mean, you can imagine why I switched that because nobody could remember or write it down. So it's leadersbreakfree.com forward slash retreat. And uh, we have the next one. We're on January 10th. Then it's only, we're only going to do two next year. So I want everybody who's listening to this, go get yourself registered, put it on your calendar. And what we're going to be doing is what we just covered. Number one, letting go of the stuff that doesn't belong, but also mapping out. I'm going to be sharing quite in quite a bit of detail. It's seven days. So we're going to get a lot. It's like an hour a day, but people get a lot out of this. So, you know, anybody's listening to this, use this as your restart for 2022. Put it in your calendar now. Get yourself registered. And, you know, if, if you really want your business to thrive, then that would be the event to come to. Mm -hmm. And where can people find you? Do you have any socials? I will link them in the description box. But yeah, yeah. I have a Leaders Break Free podcast. Just like the name of the website. We just renamed everything to Leaders Break Free because that's, you know, <laughs> we were talking about naming, you know, yes. Breaking, free is, Breaking Free is the name of the game. <laughs> I like that. I actually like that. Yeah. It has a, words have its own vibration. So Breaking Free. Oh my God, I just had chills. It has it. I can feel the vibration of the words sometimes. It has an amazing yeah. vibration. Yeah. This is a question I ask to everyone. Leave mm -hmm. me and listeners. It can be one or two sentences, simply just a word, but something that is on top of your heart. Mm, yeah. So something that I always tell people is if you want to grow your business, you gotta go, you gotta be willing to go to what's hard. And I'm not talking about hard work. I'm talking about the thing that is emotionally difficult. And if you do that every day and you do the first thing that you're avoiding, because you know, we're always doing the 99 busy things to check our boxes. But if you do the things you're avoiding and you stick your nose in there, and you practice courage every single day, there's no way you're gonna fail. Literally just no way. It's not possible. You practice courage, you're gonna grow and you're gonna build whatever business in life you want. So if you practice that one thing, always going to what's hard, what's emotionally hard, what, what feels uncomfortable, you can't fail. Resistance. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like that. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for being part yes. of this. Thank you so much for your energy. Thank you so much for sharing your tips. And I admire your strengths. You are a hero mom, really. Thank because you so much. I, 
was um, saying that it's hard, it was hard for me to raise my child alone with my husband yeah. in the US. And so then I met wow. my friend Faith, uh, who also was a single mom. And hearing her story made me think like, that's raising a child alone. Mm-hmm. It's because alone meaning, you know, in our cultures, it's like everyone helps you to raise children. So because I was waiting for that help, in the US, it's like you're alone. Mm. You don't have anyone to leave your child. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. also hearing your story, it's like, okay, single moms are the heroes because you are the father, you are the mother, you are you are everything to that child. Mm-hmm. You are the whole universe of your child. And it takes a lot of strength to be that person. And it takes a lot of showing up. And I just really admire your strength. I really appreciate it. I mean, you have been on a journey yourself. I can tell what an amazing person you have become letting go of all these things that don't belong and showing up for your people with so much love. So I really, really appreciate you being, having me here. It's such a blessing. It's such an honor. And thank you for listeners to listeners, for listeners, (laughs) to listen, for listening. (laughs) Oh my God, it's too late here. And until next time.